Hey y'all, it's Taylor. And it's Taylor. And this is a fire conversation with Taylor and Taylor. Here at A Fire Conversation, we aim to be accommodating to all members of our audience. That is why we are available in two formats, visual format for all members with a focus on detailed captions for those with hearing impairments and an audio version for all members as well, focusing on giving the same quality and content so that those members with visual impairments can enjoy the content. This podcast is for all people to experience despite of race, age, creed, or religion. This disclaimer informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to Taylor and Taylor, and not necessarily to any employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. These thoughts and viewpoints are our own and do not reflect any other organization or individual. Everybody and welcome to our very first episode. Okay, that's the enough of that. Again, my name is Taylor. And I'm Taylor. And this, like I said, is our very first episode. We've been waiting for this for some weeks now, and yes, we're we have. We're ready, and we're about to get into it. What are we talking about today, Taylor? Okay, so today our topic is the Black experience at UT or the University of Texas, for those who don't know. Um, <laughs> so that's actually where um, me and Taylor met. So I, uh, if you oh. all read the introduction video, me and Taylor were both, you know, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. And one day we came across each other and we really just hit it off. We had like an introduction. And now we're really good friends. So and honestly, we're here. Yes. yes. So what starts here really does change the world because Girl, look. I wanna cry. Get emotional looking. But um yeah, so one thing that me and Taylor both really bonded on at our time at UT was complaining <laughs> about the University of Texas and just kind of going over, you know, different things we noticed and yeah. especially yeah. within the black community and just in the community in general, we definitely noticed how some of our classmates were in a tax bracket, <laughs> so to speak. Um, we definitely noticed economic differences and it was just very interesting to see how, you know, the school was saying, oh, we come, we encourage um, all backgrounds to come to our school. But when you get there, you realize everybody got a little change in their pocket and yeah. very few yeah. people actually come from a working class background. Not yeah. as many people as you would think. There's a lot of people, kids there whose parents are doctors, lawyers, um, it's just really interesting to hear some of the stories that, you know, we've heard over the years. Like, I know for me, yeah. there's this one guy I used to know, he, he was like, oh yeah, we don't have a lot of money or anything. We're not super rich, but the man used to roll around in his dad's OBMW. And I was just shook because I was like, <laughs> whatever do you mean? Bro, what? You're impoverished? Oh, what? Like, I like to joke 
and say that a lot. Like UT was like the richest poor place that I've ever been in my entire life. Because one day you'd be walking around campus and you know, somebody's speeding past, almost hitting you in their Tesla. But at the same time, like there's some other people like that don't have like anything to drive in and they're yeah. looking ready to hop on the bus. <laughs> so it's, it's very it's very it's, weird a huge like differential there in my opinion this is just like <laughs> what i've noticed so yeah it's very interesting so yeah me personally i used to get really annoyed especially yeah. like walking around down in west campus i'd be like how are you kids you people are complaining about you know how you don't have this and you don't have that but yeah, you're riding I'm around. So poor. I'm poor. yeah and you're riding around in this you know brand new uh, t- uh, not Tesla. What's the ca- the Ford? Uh, what's that big old car? You know what's called the Range Rover? Because I saw the Tahoe girl, the like, Tahoe, the Range Rover. Really you're really hurting. The Benz girl. Let's not talk about the people with the Benzes, okay? The only thing that I think everyone, despite like what background you come from, that we can all agree on is those housing prices <laughs> in West Campus, on campus, the side of campus, the left of campus, the right of campus. Those housing prices are astronomical. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They are, it's yeah. low key, it's low key. It's, it's just, it's low key a scam. It's low key a scam how much they charge. No, she means high for- key, it's high key a scam. You over here living in less than 600 square feet and they're like, oh, you know, that's gonna start off at twelve hundred a month. It's like bare minimum, not including food. So you better food, find a way to eat, transportation, living, actually enjoying your life. And it's just like, wow. This and is- don't you even think about having a pet? Cause they're gonna charge you for that little sucker. A pet? What's a pet? <laughs> you gotta smuggle on it. <laughs> you have to. You can't let nobody know you got that thing. If he barking, you better say so. TV like. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But overall, UT has been like for me. Um, so I'm an alumna. Taylor currently attends UT. It was truly, hmm. I always tell people it was an interesting experience. So it wasn't like, oh my goodness, everything is easy and grand, but it wasn't terrible either. I really enjoyed myself. I met amazing people. I was able to, you know, take part in really really great opportunities and I feel that I truly got the full like college experience while being at UT um it was a great school and in this uh, episode we're definitely going to tell you about all (laughs) all the experiences that were so great and the ones that were also kind of like if I could trade it I would but yeah what do you think so I've been at UT now for about three, going on four years. And um, one thing I can say is that um, UT, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't go to another school, even if same for for the world. Don't get me wrong. There have been plenty of occasions, actually weekly occasions, where I think, hmm, maybe you made a mistake. <laughs> but truth be told, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere else. Maybe yeah, that's just yeah. me, you know, kind of sticking to my first mind and being like, no, I need to finish where I started. But no, I I really do enjoy the university. I mean, I complain about it 24-7, but who doesn't complain about 
I'm pretty sure like, is, is, like at any school period says that they're going to drop out of their school every week. Oh, I'm yeah. Convinced. I'm I say convinced. I I say I'm gonna drop out every day, and um, <laughs> well, I can count how many people was like, oh my gosh, I want to transfer out of UT, and then they ended up graduating. I'm just like, <laughs> what happened? Go, go. Just like we're, you're still here with me. We're still over here complaining together, together. But no, there were definitely times I was like, look, if I get one more parking ticket on 21st Street, girl, you look, you know, I you know, like, I'm done. I was like, I'm through. I'm through. Patty. Yeah. Like one thing I really was. Uh, I used to get a little upset about while I was at UT was kind of like um, just how some of the racial differences are on campus. That's this is for everybody who's listening, including like the people who are you know just trying to seek out new information and advice about UT. I'm gonna let you know right now. There's a lot of different like I wouldn't say racial tension at UT, but there's a lot of division. Yeah, it's not yeah. like two by y'all. It's not like, oh wow, there's a race riot or anything going on. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not a hundred percent like peaceful or as um, cohesive as one would think it is. Yeah, but like I, I remember our freshman year, we had the affirmative action bake sale by the young conservatives of Texas. I'll never forget them we people. Love to see it. Look at that. Like. They made a lot of comments about, they have different viewpoints than me and my friends about affirmative action. Yeah. They, quite frankly, were saying that if you're black, you pretty much got here because of affirmative action. You do what you want to do. <laughs> this is my freshman year, mind you. I'm like 18, coming from Houston, Texas. All I know is black folks and Latino folks. That's pretty much all I know. And I come here and I see all these different people talking about, oh yeah, you got here because of affirmative action. Little do they know that me and most of my friends who are black, we've gotten here because we are either in the top 10% or quite frankly, we graduated Valley Victorian. So it's, it's just it's little things like that pops up every couple of years. And it really irks you when yeah. you realize that not only do some people think that way, actually a lot of people feel that way about affirmative action. And you're just like, how are you gonna see him like bash like the 4.8% of 50,000 people on this campus? Like we don't make up that much, like yeah, leave yeah. us alone. I think affirmative action would definitely, like speaking from each year that we were there at UT, um, my first year as well. Um, so me and Taylor both started UT at the same time. So we probably, you know, should mention that. But at my my first year, I remember the bake sale and I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like y'all are really out here doing this. That makes me feel welcome. Um, but I remember vividly, there was a few students saying, you know, they were, you know, kind of like they're foreign students and I guess their family had you know worked hard for them to get here and the girls were like oh my gosh these people just get in here for free and they don't work for this and I'm over here like I know I worked hard to get here I know my family worked hard to help me get here so that was definitely something that that was mm, I guess a negative point 
in my first year, it was like, okay, because being black at UT, you constantly have to go against like these microaggressions that are people are, you know, saying to you and you have to like feel like you're kind of always fighting to make yourself heard and show your worth to people when, you know, all of us are worthy. So it was always like, okay, I should not have to continuously prove to you that I'm smart. I know how to do this. I know how to do that, or I'm worthy. So yeah. And that's something that I feel like personally, I battled with throughout all of my um, three and a half years at UT for sure. Yeah. The microaggressions are something serious. Like there are times where I was like maybe the only black woman in a class and sometimes I'll be in different groups and I would notice like I would literally point out, I'll make a topic known or something. Everybody's kind of like halfway listening to me. And then mm -hmm. someone would literally regurgitate exactly what I said. It's like, oh my and, gosh. Yes. And then everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. We should go with that. And I'm like, and I'm not the type to be to kind of, I'm not exactly um a quiet person or someone who is a little bit more timid. I'm kind of loud, not really rambunctious or anything, but I typically make my opinions known, especially when you didn't got went there with me. And I was like, I know y'all just heard me say the exact same. I just said that like five minutes ago, y'all. I know y'all were listening. They're like, oh, well, we didn't. I'm like, uh, shut that down. Not with me. No. And that's something, and that was in my like third year of college and I was just like what the heck like it was just really frustrating trying to find a balance of how not to like go off on these people and like confirm all the stereotypes they know about black women mm -hmm. and also letting them know that hey you're not going to overlook me either yeah like, that was just really hard to like it's, it's really hard to deal with yeah like, I don't know and me and Taylor both came from like different majors. So um, I was a STEM major. So I majored in chemistry and Taylor was in liberal arts. So it didn't really matter like which field of study you were in. You experienced those same things like over and over throughout the years. Um, mm -hmm. So personally, I know once I got into a lot of my upper division courses, I was the only black female in a lot of them. So there were things that I definitely have to deal with and, I, and over time you just kind of get used to it but the one thing that I can definitely agree with Taylor on is you know being in a class and you're putting out this grand idea and being overlooked or they're like oh you don't know what you're talking about but once the other classmate who's typically a male <laughs> says the same oh, thing oh yeah girl look oh my goodness you have invented sliced bread and it's just like I just said the same thing that that person just said and i probably said it more articulately than they did so and how did you not know. hear me <laughs> it was like you, you just were i guess not listening to me but it's whatever it doesn't matter i'm cool <laughs> and then you because. go out of class and then you go talk to your best friend like can you believe that this happened to me today so yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of that, um, being a STEM major at UT was pretty cool. So if any of y'all are considering being a STEM major or currently a STEM major, um, I would say that the university definitely had, um, a really great, like, um, college for natural sciences. Um, the professors definitely 
did tons of research they were really engrossed in their research and they they loved when students you know were passionate about their research too um so tons of like opportunities there um there's like an unlimited amount of like networking opportunities to take advantage of so if you are considering the institution um the college of natural sciences does like a really really uh, great job of teaching you the things that you would need to be qualified for a job or a position so and it's actually really interesting because during my job hunt which is what i'm doing currently you know um, employers will ask oh did you do x y and z and it turns out that some people don't actually even gain that experience but i did indeed gain that experience while at ut so um, if you are looking into a, being a STEM major at UT, feel free to ask me. Um, also, while I was there, I minored in um, a liberal arts major. So I minored in African and African diaspora studies. Hands down, I love, love, love the African and African diaspora studies program at UT. It was phenomenal. The course is phenomenal. The professors were awesome. It was truly just like a great experience that I can go on and on about like I feel like every person at UT needs to take a class in that department because it's crucial. You learn not only about the history of the school, but you learn the history of the city of Austin, which yeah. a lot of people don't really know about because it's not um, widely um, spoken about, but you learn the history that has been overlooked for years that you don't learn in K through 12. And it's one of the few programs in the state of Texas that even teaches about like African diaspora studies, so. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, I definitely can speak on from the liberals uh, art standpoint of UT. And I will be honest, um, there's a lot of positives about the school. They definitely get, uh, try to build you up and give you internships, different um, experience and try to connect you with a multitude of uh, organizations. Like, there's the FBI, they try to get you in touch with TSI, if you guys don't know what that is, that's Texas um, something instruments, I forget what the S stands for, but it's a really big company down here in Texas. Um, they try to get you all these different interviewing tactics and different things that can actually really help someone who is in the liberal arts major. You don't need to be stuck with, if you're a psychology major, for instance, that's what I am, you don't need to be a teacher or psychologist or you know some other or something else in the educational field you could do a multitude of things with your degree and they let you know that while you're there at school they bring in all types of people from across the country to speak with us and that's something i will honestly say i'm grateful for not to mention our alumni oh my gosh our alumni are great we have alumni literally all over the world and I feel very secure in knowing that once I graduate from school, I can go anywhere and I'll tell someone that, hey, I went to the University of Texas and they are, they're gonna look at my resume a little bit more. And the, those people might not even go to UT. They just might like the fact that we have great football or they just know that we're like a really big school. Yeah. And that's yeah. something I can honestly say I'm grateful for. Like I'm working right now back here in Houston and I literally met a girl at the gym who was some alumni, I got in contact with her, and I'm even networking from home, and I never thought I was gonna like meet too many people who are alumni at home, but I am, and it's really, it's really nice, I can honestly say that. Um, obviously with every program, there's 
different things that they can improve upon. Mm -hmm. I definitely think the liberal arts um, program can improve upon um, maybe um, adding some more internships for their students. While I did say they have a lot, to me, they could have a little bit more. Yeah, considering that there's 51,000 students, there are a lot of opportunities that she mentioned. So like this is across the board. Um, There's tons of opportunities, but when you have so many students at the same time, it's just like... There's only so much they can do. Yeah, like everyone can't, you know, take part in that, which is kind of just the fact that it's it's a huge institution. Yeah, everybody can't have an internship at Dale. Everybody can't have an internship at um, Bumble. Like, everybody can't do these great, outstanding internships. And sometimes if you're not, if you don't have a program that's kind of looking out for you, you can kind of just fall by the wayside, quite frankly. Yeah. And um, while I am grateful that that did happen to me, per se, but I will honestly say there's people in my, in my, in liberal arts who aren't really doing anything they're just there to get their degree and that's it and i'm just like well you need to kind of do something else because um i know for instance research research is huge at ut you could be a uh gender and sexuality studies major Mm -hmm. you could get research done literally anybody in any major can get research done and it doesn't necessarily have, and you could get, res- me, I'm a psychology major. I managed to find research positions in STEM field if I really wanted to. I could find stuff in liberal arts. So they don't find you, they don't hold you down like, oh, you're a liberal arts major. You can't, yeah. you can't come here. No, they're like, please come. I know for me personally, I'm like I, you know, keep mentioning I was in STEM, but I did my research in the the school of policy while I was there. So and just like, all right, then. So they really just like, you know what, if you want to do research, research is here. You can start time. You come in the door like they are really, really big. Like when they say they're a research institution, they mean their research institution. And Just they, about all your professors are probably going to be doing their own research. That's one thing I'm grateful for. You get really close to your teachers. Girl, look, you can get the hookup somewhere. Seriously. Yeah. And it's really nice. It's really nice. And I didn't think too much of research until I went to other campuses and I realized, oh. Like, limited. It's very, very limited. And sometimes I talk to people from other schools. They're like, yeah, I'm just in class. I'm not really doing, I'm just working. I'm going to class. I'm like, no internship, no research, no programs, no nothing. They're like, oh, no, I just go to school, go to work. That's it. I'm like, oh, you need a little bit more than that. (laughs) You need a little bit more than that. And I will be honest, UT has been really good for that, going the extra mile for their students. Yeah, I would say they prepare you. Yeah, I'll say networking is the one thing that I was very appreciative for um, during my time. And like Taylor's saying, you like you have to get to know people and network Mm -hmm. and join organizations. So I know (laughs) for me, like some of the things I've done, I probably wouldn't have uh, taken part in if I hadn't joined like 
X organization or Y organization. So definitely like get to know, you know, your professors, not just your professors. People like to focus on professors all the time. Focus on like the people that also like work, you know, in different um, positions across the campus. So just, you know, get to know people because you never know what you're going to learn or who you're going to learn this information from. So don't limit yourself at all. Like some of the people that organize like, I don't know, an organization for, you know, Black women on campus. So I know for me, um, I joined it very late, but um, FLY was, um, what is it, Fearless Leadership Initiative? FLY, the FLY girls. You think about the I um, immediately, like off the top of my head, but that was a really great like organization that I joined. And I was like, man, I wish I would have joined this earlier um, in my academic career, but you know, you get to network, meet other people, people like that identify with the same background that you do, you know, being from, you know, the 5%, it was like, oh, wow, there are people like me that are going through the same things that I'm going through. So, you know, being able to bond with other people. And then you have like professional organizations that you can join, for instance, you know, to help you with your process going to grad school or, you know, going to the medical field. So you really just like cannot limit yourself, just meet people put yourself out there and network. Like networking is the biggest thing I can tell any person that wants to go to college. Like you have to network. Like you literally won't make it if you don't network in some magnitude. Yeah. So I was just wondering, Taylor, like I was just thinking to myself about the diversity, the, the culture shock that I got from going from high school to college and like how that kind of played an effect on my college career. You want to talk about some of yours? Hmm. So coming from high school to college, it was definitely a culture shock for sure. Um, it took me a little minute like to really just like, okay, you know, I'm out here by myself because I didn't know a whole lot of people from my high school that were going to UT and the people that I did know, we weren't like super close or anything. So it was kind of like, oh, hi, I know you from around <laughs> and by kind of situation. So I didn't have any close friends like some people did. So I really had to like push myself out there, meet people and do things. And my high school was, for the most part, it was kind of diverse. Like most of the students, I would say the largest demographic was, you know, Black, African-American, African, someone from the diaspora <laughs> so that was the the majority of my school but other than that it was still very very diverse so you had people that were from southeast asia from asia people that um you know were caucasian like whatever their background or ethnicity was we had it was very 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 diverse so when i got to ut and mind you you know you, when you're researching schools you're like oh, okay this percentage of the breakup is, you know, Black, African-American, whatever. And I was like, okay, 5% it ain't gonna be that bad until you get on campus and you are the one in the thousand and you're like, oh, I really do feel like I'm one of the 5% now. You're like, oh, I'm a fly in a glass of water, a glass of milk, okay? <laughs> That's how it is. It's like, all right. Um, this is great. This is this is awesome. Um, but for a while, I was like, you know, I'm really, I'm really in here <laughs> by yeah. myself. 
And I feel like AUT, that's why Black UT was so, so special to me, this community, because it really made me feel like at home in a place that was very foreign to me. And I was like, okay, someone else sees me and they're seeing the same thing that I'm seeing and experiencing the same things. They probably have the same, like, you know, they're in the same situation. So I know that I would probably see, you know, not knowing Taylor at the time, I probably see her across the room and it's just the two of us. And we look at each other like, you know, there's a bond. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell y'all how many times that's happened to me. I'm like, I know. When you're I mean, at a networking she... event, you're holding a little cup and then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, another one. <laughs> Hi, let me make friends with you guys. Until the person like is not smiling, it doesn't want to talk, you're just like, okay. Never mind. You're not the. You. It's not you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll eat my hors d'oeuvre and um, keep it <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> but most of the time, it was there. That community was very, very friendly and very open to me. So I was like, this is great. And they made UT just like super fun. Like most of my really grand experiences um, from being at UT happened either at an event or with somebody I met from the community. So it was really great. Like, the list goes on. I like from the first like couple events I went to to the very last one that I went to. It was just like I felt at home. I felt welcome. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, one thing I will say about um, my experiences from high school to college is that um, my high school experience. I well, I I came from a high school that was predominantly Black and Latino. There were some Asian, some white, very, 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 very few. Um, but if we had, if I had to give it a breakdown, it would be like 50% Black and 48% Latino. This would be Asian and maybe white, maybe white. Um, so obviously that's not a huge diverse place very kind of black and white for the most part. Well, not black, white, black and Latino for the most part. And so when I went to uh, UT, one thing that made me extremely nervous was always having to go to different organization meetings, whether it be a Christian meeting or, I don't know, something with um, my, my with the liberal arts school and realizing <clears throat> I'm the only black person here. There was this one um, Christian fellowship meeting I went to, and literally, I kid you not, in an entire like room of maybe 300 people, I was the only, the only black person there. And when I tell you, I, I was scared <laughs> to say the least. I was scared. I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. But I will say this: there are a lot of people there at Austin who don't mind making you feel included, whether they're from the black community or not. There's a lot of people who don't want you to feel that way. Um, and I'll say that once there was one other black man there, he came over and introduced himself and said, hey, I know it's just the two of us right now. Like, I just want to let you know you're okay. It's fine. This is a cool year. And I'm like, woo, all right. The edge is off, you know? Yeah, but I will honestly say there's there's definitely gonna be moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, there's a sea of Caucasian, <laughs> and you're you're gonna feel very nervous and a little out of place, quite yeah. frankly. And 
as time goes on, <clears throat> I realize that it's some of it. It is me in my head, and that's just a reality that um, I'm just gonna deal with. Like some of it is me psyching myself out, and some of it is true. Like some white kids there really do look down on the black kids. Yeah. Truth be told, a lot of them, a lot of the young people there, they're they're not like that. Wow. Yeah, they're very, like, uh, people in Austin, I don't know if it's just, like, the city, but a lot of the people are very friendly, like, <laughs> it's almost scary how friendly some of the people are at times. Yeah. Oh. Always smiling, always in your face. Yeah. Like, okay, stranger danger, yeah. I don't know what you. We want to help you. <laughs> like, oh, okay. It's like, okay, why are you giving me, why are you helping me? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you about another experience I had while I was, Black at you team. So there was this one time me and a guy I was talking to, we went to a party and him and all his friends came along and it was just me, the only girl. And I was like, this just seems like a recipe for disaster. Cause I'm like, I'm the only young woman here. And I'm with a guy I kind of sort of know, but not all that well. And we're about to go to this party. And when we step in the party, we are literally, it's the five of us, I think. And it's just us five people. Black people and like everybody else is white. Now I don't know how everybody else feels about um, drinking or anything, but we were drinking and everybody else is drinking. And quite frankly, I was scared for my life because I just knew what I saw on movies. <laughs> you know, the white kids kind of like party and stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Not only am I with like all these guys here, which makes me feel uncomfortable being a young woman. Then it's also like I'm here with all these white people, and I'm just yeah. like. Taylor thought it was gonna be a lifetime movie, y'all. Listen, listen. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into, and so we're all me and the guy and his friends. We're all kind of like just you know chilling with each other, whatever. And we're drinking, and this one guy, white guy, he comes over and he says. Uh-uh, y'all need to get out of here. Y'all need to get out of here. Y'all need to get out of here. And I'm looking like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Are we about to be lynched? What's going on? <laughs> like, I'm scared. <laughs> and he was like, oh, nah. I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I'm already on edge because I'm already in a situation where I'm like, anything can happen. And then I'm like, I'm literally sitting up here, like, about to ball up my fist, about to get ready to have the fight of my life. <laughs> Listen, Taylor, I was ready Look, to rumble. Look. Look. I was scared. for her monologue, y'all. Look. So, and then after, after that, after, like, I'm scared for a second, he says, oh, no, no, you got to leave because you're too hot. I was like, what? <laughs> huh? I'm, too, I'm like, don't, like, he didn't even realize, like, I was so tense already, because I was already in situation. I was tense and scared, because I'm with all these guys, not only am I with all these guys, I'm with all these Caucasian people, and all I know is from what I see on the movies, people might be doing coke in the bathroom, somebody might be fighting, like, Jesus, I'm thinking the worst, like, I'm out of my element, okay? <laughs> and he comes up and he, he tells us, you gotta leave? What are you talking about? And the reason why I made the whole lynching comment is because before I went to UT, I saw a lot of things in the news talking about how in West Campus, which is predominantly white, 
um, kids were getting bleach balloons thrown at them. The black yeah, students yeah. were getting bleach thrown at them. People were screaming at them, calling them. Sorry, it's true. That's just we could bleep that out. <laughs> People were getting called all types of derogatory names. Yeah, kids, yeah. I mean, if you were black, you might not be able to get into a party, quite frankly, if yeah. you, unless you were on the football team. Like certain things like that goes on at UT, and yeah. I just yeah. know I'm I, like at that time. That's why I made the lynching comment because I was like, y'all might mess around to kill us. Y'all drunk. I don't know what y'all thinking. Like. This can't be a get out moment. Look, <laughs> Save I, was scared. <laughs> I was scared. I can't. Okay? I can't. So little stuff like that. That's like you just had to realize like everybody's not terrible. Yeah. But yeah. there are some people there who, quite frankly, give UT a terrible, terrible, terrible name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, have to be, you have to be a little watchful for it because I'm not gonna lie, it can happen to anybody. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm not yeah. exempt just because I had a couple, you know, cool moments or whatever. Like, you never know. So, that's me being black and a young woman at UT. And then it didn't help when your parents are constantly saying, you need to be careful. Little girl that got snatched up up here. This man got robbed. And it's just like, look, okay, look. look. What do you want me to do? I'm here. I'm here. There's nothing I can do about this. Yeah, I'm like, like what? You don't want me to go outside? Look, look, you I, don't want me to go outside? And every week, like, I kid you not, if you hear, like, the story that every week there's a robbery in the campus area, it's true. Every week, it's definitely true. somebody is getting robbed. It's just like this. I was like, the ghetto! Woo <laughs> <Blue> Chile. <laughs> the ghetto. I was like, I know you remember that time that subway was getting hit up. Almost Red every day. I was like, first of all, who was hitting up subway? Who was doing this? Every week. And then my last year, so this past year, 2019, I was like, the theft has gone up in this area. Every week, a time, it, it would happen time I would walk in the house. Like, I kid you not. I'd unlock my apartment door, walk in, lock the door. I'm receiving a message from UTPD saying, oh, a student just got robbed on Guadalupe. A student just got robbed in the Oasis. I'm just like, who is yeah. robbing? And like, Listen. when you got in the house, and like, yeah. for me, at least. It'd either be when I got to my house, when I got to Taylor's house. Or someone else's house. Or someone else's house, and you just got there. You're just like, I just got done walking for the past 20 minutes. And someone just got robbed at gunpoint? What's happening? And it's I, crazy. It's really, really wild. I remember the day I moved out. It was December 2019. I'm moving out of my West Campus apartment. If you know, you know. I was like, I'm free. <laughs> Thank God. I'm turning in my keys at like 6, 7 o'clock. Kid you not, while I'm getting in the car, UTPD sends out a notification that the street that is literally like adjacent to the complex little turn-in area somebody had just gotten robbed and the crazy part my mom was in the car i was like mom did you see somebody getting robbed <laughs> so i just got robbed like right here at this corner allegedly <laughs> she was like no <laughs> and the thing is it'll be like so close because west campus and ut true enough the, the college is huge 
but the area around it is very, very congested. So you could literally be walking on street A and on street B, somebody getting hit up and you're like, wow. Hmm. That could have been me. <laughs> that could have been little old me. Oh, thank God. It could have been me. Could've thank God it wasn't us. But truth be told, people get robbed all the time there. And the crazy part is the way people portray or think of UT, they think it's this very illustrious, very well kept, very ex- ex- um, exclusive type of school. No, sweetheart, it's ghetto. <laughs> like, no. Look, look, don't let the tower fool you. The tower is cute, but you only see the fountain when it's clean. It's, it's, <laughs> If we're being completely honest, luckily when I took my grad picks, the fountain was just cleaned a few days before that. We were like, wow, it's actually blue again. It's not <laughs> aqua green. It's not. Or it doesn't have any champagne bottles in it or bubbles because someone was trying to play a funny joke. No pennies, nothing. It is clean. The squirrels are running around. The birds are chirping. But then when you turn just like one little corner, and you get into what is West Campus, it's just like... It's wild. It's like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, the birds are fighting each other over here. I was like, this is just... Okay. You would think for how much they're charging for the apartments, sometimes anywhere from 800 to a $1,000 plus, dollars, you would think they have the road pavement a little... Mm, come on, say these set smooth. You over here doing <laughs> West Campus. You over here. You wiggling, wiggling going down the street. <laughs> Your front end alignment is like, would you stop? Like, I can't breathe. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh. I never had my car aligned so much until like it got down to Austin. I was like, this is this is a lot. I was like, it's this a little, it's a little bumpy down here. <laughs> my car's like, I hate it here. <laughs> it's actually pretty like I don't know West Campus is something else but one thing I've noticed is a lot more black students are moving in West Campus because when I first got to school there all the black kids well all the regular living kids let me say this all the regular living kids were living off in Riverside Riverside is about 15 minute drive from campus it's where a lot of student housing is and it's typically a lot cheaper than West Campus Mm-hmm. West Campus is literally UT is here, Guadalupe across the street, and it's West Campus. So obviously you're paying for you know to be close, but mm-hmm. to be that close, you need almost fifteen thousand dollars. No, you don't. You know I'm a student. You know I don't got it like that. But yeah. apparently, apparently a lot of them do. You'd be surprised. Yeah, a lot of students. One thing that I used to get um, crazy about was like, I didn't realize a lot of students were going there and their parents would pay their tuition. Well, one parent will pay tuition and the other parent will pay from rent. And I'm like, am I jealous? <laughs> no, what killed me was my first year. I stayed on campus and I had a really great roommate my first year. Shout out to you if you're watching this. But I, we were talking about, I think scholarships one day and I was like, yeah. I have my UNCF scholarship. And she was like, uh, I don't I don't even have any scholarships. I was like, huh? <laughs> you can afford this place without extra help. Wait. Wait. Oh, and then it really like I was like, so people really out here paying for school out of pocket? Huh? 
Um, like true enough, my my mom and dad, like well, my mom rather, um, gave a little stuff here and there. But for the most part, like I like personally, I told my mom I was like, because I had a lot of support from my family, so I should probably like start by saying that had tons of support from my family, especially my mother. Um, love her so much, and she would give me little things here and there to eat and do little things or take place in activities, but. Overall, like I bust my butt and put myself through college by like applying for scholarships and grinding. And there was one point where I was taking more than one job and I was like, okay, well, this part will pay for the utilities. <laughs> this part is going to pay for my food. And this part's going to pay for, you know, me doing what I want to do with my friends. But yeah, I was like, oh, there's people out here coming from two-parent households. <laughs> Hey, like they're just they're both their parents are just paying for everything like yes that's girl you should blow my mind now <laughs> my single mother <laughs> i was like okay i was like huh well well the difference between me and taylor is granted she got a lot of scholarships i had one <laughs> and the rest was loans um, the rest was definitely loans. Um, and now, obviously, I worked too, but that was towards the end when I was feeling a little bit more, you know, adapt to do it. But uh, no, there was definitely people who had help big time. Like some kids, you you listen to some of their conversations, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm only doing this so I can, you know, get a degree and look good on paper. But when I go back to home, I'm gonna work for my dad's company and well, I'm gonna work for my aunt and my uncle." And I'm just like, huh. Like, yeah, and they're gonna start me off at sixty thousand bare minimum. I'm like And you was looking like I'm praying I can get a job that has a six in the digits. <laughs> like and then you have people like me and Taylor who are like actually coming here to get an education and to further ourselves, not just yeah. to look good on paper. And we're just kinda like you're defeating the whole point of the university. Yeah. And you're making people like us a little saucy, quite frankly. <laughs> Like, true enough, I'm very thankful for, like, my upbringing, and mm -hmm. like I said, love my mother dearly for everything that she's done for me, and I know for sure, like, I wouldn't have even, like, be here speaking about, like, being at UT or graduating from UT if it wasn't for her, but, like, I was like, wow, like, there's people coming from different backgrounds for real. <laughs> like, I love my sweet little humble background, like, it's humble and sweet for real. <laughs> Yeah, like for me, I come from a mixed family. So what I mean by mixed, like obviously my parents are remarried. Um, my dad didn't finish school. My mom finished school a little later on in life. Um, so they were they knew what I needed, but they didn't exactly know. Yeah. Like yeah. all the different steps and all the different things I would need. Going to such a large college. My mom, she went to PB. Shout out to PB. Um, and my dad he went to Lamar and then he left um so yeah and this was like 20 30 years ago so when I'm going it's like college is a completely different ball game from when they went same true enough because of college, uh, the classes and the expenses and the things that are required and the requirements that go along with it completely different and um I did help from family for sure like I come from a very large family so every now and again an aunt would send me down twenty dollars and I'd be like thank you Jesus I wanted to buy a burger <laughs> like 
like little stuff like that. So I got help for sure. Like, and that's something I'm eternally grateful for because it's just mm-hmm. like some people I knew they didn't have family to lean on. Mm-hmm. Some people got excommunicated from their families, and they were out mm-hmm. here literally doing it by themselves. Not to mention some students were homeless um, during their time there, and that's something isn't talked about while yeah you're going to be at school but it's true you're going to have friends they're not they're, no one's going to say you're homeless they're going to it's going to be like oh can i crash on your couch i just got evicted or oh i couldn't pay the rest of my rent and i gotta leave yeah. or mm-hmm. me and my boyfriend we had apartments together and we broke up so i'm i just need a place to crash for a couple weeks yeah and a couple weeks turns into now that you're home they don't have anywhere else to go um and then some people you know they're just like heck i got evicted i can't afford anything else let me just crash at my partner's place down here ain't nowhere to stay on campus (laughs) i knew one guy i actually knew a guy who was sleeping at the library oh like stuff like that happens all the time and it and it doesn't really get talked about yeah yeah they kind of avoid the i guess i don't want to call it like the homelessness issue but like it's just kind of like everyone's like okay i see this but mm, we're not gonna talk about this some people who are homeless um they're not affiliated with the university which is a lot of people obviously but there's also a lot of homeless students, which is not talked about very often. But one thing I will say I appreciate about UT is, um, what was um, the pantry? That's what I was going to say. You read my mind. That was a beautiful thing. I think it's coming oh, so It's called um, UT Outpost. That's the name of it. So if you do go to UT and you need some help, UT Outpost, I know that once a semester, I believe it's once a semester. Don't quote me, though you can go and get a set of professional clothes from head to toe. Cause um, like if you go into a networking event or an interview and they also, I think it's, what is it? Once a month, Taylor? I think it's once a month. Once yeah. a month, you can get clothes from the pantry um, and everything. And I think and you get like 10 or 15 pounds, right? I think it was Worth like, the food? It's like 15, 15 pounds, something like that. Something like that. But trust and believe, you know me and Taylor, we have no problem with our pride. <laughs> We sashayed on down there. <laughs> like, we don't have pride issues over here. At all. We're very no. humble. And we will go get the help when it's given out. It was so. on one of our Fridays of adventuring. Because me and Taylor, we definitely did a lot of adventuring around. Yes, we did. And, I mean, being Black in Austin is a completely different discussion. That's like an extension <laughs> of this. You think but we were complaining like, bad about Austin, uh, UT? Baby, it's nothing on the grand city of Austin. There's some foolishness going on there. There's some it foolishness. Was a very interesting experience, and I don't think we went to. We didn't go to hot yoga that day, which is a different thing. But we were um, exploring. Like Taylor, I heard about this place when I was at work because I was a mentor at the time for a tip, and I was like, I heard about this place. Let's go ahead and check it out before I tell my little mentees about this because I want to, you know, be able to tell them everything I can about this. She's like, okay, so we get down there, mosey on down to, uh, what was it? It was on Dean Keaton. I think it's on Dean Keaton. It's by it was on Dean Keaton. So we're behind there. We walk in. It's so cute. And they're like, hi, welcome. Would y'all like anything? <coughs> oh, this is great. And fun fact if you need volunteering hours, they let you volunteer there. So 
go ahead and get that, you know, that work in, helping the community. But yes, it was very nice. And I was like, y'all are really just helping students, you know, you know, be able to feed themselves because some people just can't afford, you know, like the basic things that they need. And um, yeah, their main focus is food insecurity. And I know that's something that a lot of like college students like experience, so. Yeah, 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 definitely. And what's crazy is I actually started working on a project with them the semester after. Really? Yeah, with a, di- yeah, with a different program. I forgot what the program was called. It was some um, program with the university, the, the deans, the deans, uh, the deans people, I forget names, but. <laughs> yeah the dean's office duh the dean's office it was through the dean's office and it was a program that partnered up with outpost and they were basically trying to help them like get a little more established and a little more organized i guess you know and get their name out there well yeah speaking yes. of <laughs> organizations that are out here helping students we are definitely wanting to highlight you know what like like we're bringing it back around to black experience um the programs and different little projects going on around you know black ut campus and everything that's going on there um so what are some things that you would like to highlight taylor um programs that um are helpful they're really that you thought were helpful to you being black while at ut um i wasn't there that long but while I was there, I had a good time. Um, it was very short, but it was AACC, okay. African American Culture Committee. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed my time there. Oh, let me not forget my Christian fellowship group. It was called Impact. And Impact, they met every once or twice a week. Felt very at home with them. Um, And then there was... Hmm, I'm trying to think, cause there's there's so many. There's not so many, but there's there's a nice amount. I'll be honest. There's a nice amount that I can think of. Um, one that helped me. I think that'll be it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. For me. Oh, and fly. Sorry, and fly. Don't, let me not forget about my fly girls. I started <laughs> talk there. About fly, <laughs> I started there my freshman year. I didn't get super involved or anything. I kind of fell off. Come back. Fell off. But the times I was there, they gave me a lot to think about. Shout out to Miss Tiffany and Miss Thais. They were great. They were a great, great support system for me and my friends. Um, I could call for them for a lot. Um, one thing I definitely appreciated about Fly was that I was able to talk to women from different backgrounds who are in the professional field. I was able to get spiritual healing. I was able to talk about relationships. I was able to talk about professionalism. I was able to just be myself there. And it's literally from the time I started in 2016 to now, it's grown tremendously. There's literally 40, sometimes 50 girls at these meetings. And I remember it was just made like 20, 30 of us. Now it's like huge. Um, but Fly, they even partnered me up with a mentor. Her name was Morgan. I'll never forget Morgan. She was so helpful for me and influential for me during my sophomore year of college. I'll never forget. She helped me out so much getting organized and figuring out what I want to do with an internship and helping me figure out if I wanted to get research done and just kind of like keeping me on task with everything that was going on because I had 
pretty much no one when I went out to UT. I had a couple people here and there, but nobody I was seriously close with. Oh, wait, I'm lying. One girl, but we don't need help with that one girl. I was super close with. But, um, yeah, no, it was me, that one girl, and that was it. But Clyde definitely was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I would say organizations that really helped me be comfortable at UT would have been, um, for sure, the Texas Interdisciplinary Plan, also known as TIP. Um, I was in TIP starting off my freshman year when I was a little mentee, and then I turned around to become a mentor the subsequent years that I was in college. And it was really just a great experience. Um, a lot of, um, well, I'm not gonna say all of the students, but majority of the students that were in the programs um, came from like um, minority backgrounds. So, you know, there was like a relating point there and they really helped students to like transition from being in like the mindset of being in high school to the mindset of being a college student, how to navigate that, how to adult. So I really, really enjoyed that organization. Um, and I still keep in contact with the people, you know, that are in the organization. And I met some of my best friends there. Um, another organization, hmm. I would say my fellowship group that I was a part of starting freshman year, and I've seen it grow, like like Taylor said, you'll see like these organizations grow tremendously. And I was a member of Haven Student Fellowship, and they're doing their thing right now, like shout out to y'all. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. We met like every Sunday and had like special like events every now and again. And it was really like, for someone that initially struggled to find like, you know, people to fellowship with. I was like, okay, I feel very comfortable here. I feel like I found my people. Everyone was very supportive and very sweet and nice. And I genuinely just like, I loved it and super sweet. And they are growing just so much and helping people build and grow in um, the word of God. So that mm -hmm. was an organization that I really loved. Hmm, outside of that, I would say the one professional organization that I was the most consistent with was the McNair Scholars Program. So that program is to help students, you know, who I guess typically are first gen students as for going to graduate school. Um, they help them, you know, transition from, you know, college to graduate school, what the application process is like for that, um, helping to connect them with advisors and mentors, um, networking, going to conferences, basically the things that you need to be successful in graduate school and basically like how to transition and get there. So get from step A, well, step B, <laughs> step C. Um, those were the top three organizations in my opinion. I mean, I had other organizations that I was a part of, um, but I would say that those three were definitely um, my three favorites. Like I joined FLY, um, as Taylor mentioned, I, I joined that my junior, second semester of my junior year. So I wasn't in it super long, had a great experience there. Mm -hmm. um, I did residence life for a little bit. That was a whole situation. It was, it was an experience for sure. Um, I learned a lot. Um, also was going through it. Um, what else? I did a lot. I tried not to overwhelm myself. So I joined little clubs, did little things here and there, but I was like, okay, I'm going to be consistent with these four things. <laughs> I'm going to call it a day because I have class in those 14 hours. 
they seem like this is just 14 hours, but it's really like they add up 35. <laughs> it's a full time job. <laughs> it's a full they job. They definitely job. add up. Yeah, you gotta eat, sleep, go in the lab. Out. Lab, you get one credit hour, but it's three hours long. It's like okay, okay. Yeah, let's not even talk about how you need to join these orgs, get research, get an internship. Make sure you maintain a healthy life for balance. Drink if water. Drink your. Drink your water, y'all. Drink Call your family. <laughs> Call your family. Work out because obviously no one wants to blow up 50 pounds or they're in school. Like something's wrong. That's the case. You might yeah. be. You Are you stressed eating? Are you just stressed? And like, no. Girl, those hills didn't give you a chance to uh, gain 50 pounds. Every time oh, I was yeah. turning a corner, I was going up a hill, down a hill, around a hill. No, no. Yeah, and not to mention we in Texas, so the heat is different. <laughs> The heat is completely different. So you can sweat it off anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, not to mention working out when you're running after the bus. You're like, oh. <laughs> and they still miss you. <laughs> what was the point? What was the reason? And they, they'll see you. They'll wave. Be like, hey, it's just Bye. Nice. I see you. Oh, wow. Take the next bus. You'll be like, oh, you're rude. Yeah. I don't like you. And you gotta do all this while maintaining friendships, relationships with your boyfriend or your significant other. And you're just like, wow, I'm exhausted. Do all this at the same time. And yeah, and oh, let's not forget, in the middle of all this going on, you gotta sleep at some point. Girl, sleep with some major. There have been plenty of times I've been on campus. I'm in some random STEM building and I take a nap on the couch. (laughs) I've done it several times throughout my career. It is what it is. I feel no guilt or shame. Um, I was just hoping nobody, I don't me. Don't forget to throw in there that you got to find food or cook food for yourself. So I was like, okay, I have to cook food this time, make enough for this amount of days, and then find a building on campus to where I can microwave my food. And then find a time to eat it because you know yeah. I didn't think this through. Um, there was this one time, brief story. I decided I was gonna register for these classes back to back to back, and I was like, you know, I could just like I could eat somewhere in between, or I can eat afterwards. But the class was blocked from like what, what was the block? And it was on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I had a class. One from was from nine thirty to eleven. Then the other one was from 11 to 12.30. And then the last one was from 12.30 to 2. I think I did that block right. I think I did the math right. But I was like, you know, I can eat at 2 o'clock. Let's just say that class got dropped. It did not work. Um, I couldn't do it. And I went to eat my little food. And she was like, um, there's no eating in here. I was like, well, let me go ahead and swipe, swipe, leave. <laughs> because I can't just sit up here and not eat. So you have to definitely balance. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you'll meet people who'll be like, yeah, I only ate one time a day. It's six o'clock. Or some people who've been like, oh, yeah, I typically work off for four hours of sleep. And I've never been the type of person to do that. Now, eating, I could probably skip out on eating. But sleeping, if I get six hours, I'm no good to anybody. I need seven or more. Exactly. I, I, I can't do six or below. You yeah. give me six hours, I'm I'm no good to anybody. I'm useless, quite frankly. Honestly, I was that student. I mean, 
any person that's like an incoming freshman to their <laughs> college, you probably don't want to take my advice, but take my advice. Um, if I saw that I had an assignment that was due the next day and it was out of that assignment in their sleep and I knew that I could wake up a little earlier or just bust my butt in between the little sections um, to finish that, um, I was definitely going to sleep. That's what I was doing. I was hitting the hay. I tried towards the end of my college career or towards the end of my last couple semesters. Um, typically at 11 o'clock, I typically try to shut it down and I want to be in bed. This is it. Because after like a certain hour, at least for me, this I don't know how bad everybody else oh is, but I don't really retain as much information. My wording is sloppy. I'm not, I start, I'm not really able to focus as hard I was at nine o'clock compared to 1230. Yeah. It's just yeah. not really working. So um, one thing I will say is definitely just kind of keep a healthy balance yeah. like make sure you limit yourself for certain things like okay I know I wake up every day at seven keep that if that works for you you sleep from 12 to 7 keep it just like that because no one can tell you how your body works and then there's people who I knew who used to stay up all night long and sleep you know till 12 and they'll be in class from like two to like six o'clock but that's what's worked for them because they were able to stay up to like four or five in the morning I don't know, me, I wasn't, but <laughs> I'm going to sleep. The birds are asleep, so am I. <laughs> like, no, no. Like, but I was no good to nobody. Mm -hmm. But yeah. definitely do what works. Um, take naps. Take naps. For sure. Naps are essential. <laughs> you have to, you have to squeeze. And if that's during your online class, and you have to wake up during that quiz, <laughs> listen. The Lord, I, I am I ashamed to say I've done the same? Yes, I've done the same. The Lord woke me up. I kid you not. We would have quizzes almost like randomly every week in this one class, and <laughs> I did what they told students not to do. I took the online class in my bed in my room in the middle of the day after I had eaten. So I was like, okay, you know, what? no problem. It's no problem. I'm just gonna eat. I'm gonna be attentive. Next thing I know, I'm falling asleep. There was a few times the Lord woke me up and was like, child, your quiz is active now. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Love you, Jesus. Um, so <laughs> that's what you have to do. Love you, Jesus. Um, definitely did that. And you just have to, you have to get it where it fit in. That's honestly what you have to do for sure. But I have a question for you, Taylor. Mm -hmm. What projects would you say that you're excited about coming out of UT? Because one thing that I was thinking of is like the different showcases that will be put on, such as Culture Shock or uh, Fest Africa. And most recently, um, Adrian Burrell um, is releasing the Black Yearbook, which I'm excited to see um, the you know curated version of what Black UT is. So what projects would you say that you're particularly excited about that relate to UT? Um, definitely the Black Yearbook. I think that's an amazing idea. Um, it's beautiful already. Like the little snippets of videos that I've seen and the pictures, the visuals, and the testimonials. Like, just beautiful. Um, for me, so far, it's the Black Yearbook. I typically really, everything else I enjoy. I think it's cool or whatever. But me being me, I didn't always get the chance to go out to a lot of events. 
um, either I was exhausted and he was on, I wasn't getting up for nothing, or sometimes I was a little out of the circle some days, so I didn't always remember to check my inboxes or whatever about the upcoming event. But out of all the events I went to, which has been a few, not a few, but like a few, um, <laughs> Black Yearbook, I think that's what I'm most excited about. I'll definitely go check out the Black Yearbook. It's by Adrian Burrell. Um, another thing I'll say that I don't know about you, Taylor, but I'm excited for when uh, outside officially opens back up and everybody is safe. Let me put an emphasis on that. When everybody is safe, not going outside too soon. <laughs> um, I'm ready to visit UT again for Black Homecoming because oh I feel my like gosh. Yeah. all the blackness just like jumps out. It's just like, look, we're here. <laughs> Last year was so much, much fun. fun. It was so that much. That was so much fun. That was a great year. It was beautiful. It was, it was actually a beautiful event. Yeah, and the whole little group photo. I was like. The group photo was so nice. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And like, the fact know, that we were out there by the tower, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. It was so picturesque how they had everything set up. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really, really Wasn't that during the LSU game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we lost, but like. But who cares? We had a good time. We had a great time. And like, then we parted right after, okay? forgot about the game. It was like, what game? It was like, what game? Nobody can bring us down. We are on a high. Right. Yeah, and then after after the whole um, football event, girl, listen here, we party till we come party no more. Ooh, it was nice. That was like such a good event. It was. It was, I was a able, great event. It was. I was able to see all my old friends, yeah. and then we. And then after that, it was like time to turn up. I'm yeah, like, like the events are like so fun that like are hosted. Like you forget that it's like 110 degrees outside. You're just like, oh, I'm sweating, but I'm having a great time here. So um, it was- I Oh was yeah, and those. New Black Student Weekend. Oh I know, yeah, you should definitely talk I, about that. Neither one of us have actually been able to attend it as freshmen like we were supposed to. But like as the year's gone on, we and when we're available on campus, we see that it's and they're looking all happy really nice and we get the chance to interact with some freshmen granted we're not like one of the leaders or anything but we're just there to you know partake and visit people and talk and stuff and it's actually a nice event and i would think i think it's really important for everybody to weekend. i know when i found out about it and i couldn't go i was like daddy let's go he was like no yeah i was like i cannot believe that I did not go to this thing. And I was like, and everyone's over here making lifelong bonds and whatnot. And then, you really do. Like, some of our classmates, they're like, oh, yeah, we met at Black, uh, New Black Student Weekend. I'm like, what? I was like, I met these Black people at orientation. <laughs> That's how I know them. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a totally different experience for New Black Student Weekend. Like, it definitely, yeah. like, it's basically what we're doing, just on campus and with a whole bunch yeah. of other people, more interactive. It's really cool. And um, I say if you are applying to UT, if you are currently going to UT and you're black, just do it. Like, just do it. Yeah, or at least show up. Or at least show yeah. up to the event. It's yeah. really nice. You know little people, ask you little questions. Yeah. That's one thing I wish yeah. I would have done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I had known a few of the things that I didn't know going into UT. So like, okay, wish I would have known to go to New Mexico weekend. Wish I would join some of the different organizations at an earlier time. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, other than that, I don't think I would change really anything about like my college experience. Um, I was still yes. going to UT, still done most of the things that I would have done. Probably would have told myself from time to time not to stress out about things because I see like now how they played out. And I was like, ah, that wasn't as stressful uh, as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, those are the things that I guess will sum up my time being a black woman at university of texas at austin what about you so far i wouldn't too much change anything outside of the fact that i probably would um i would probably push myself to go out a little bit more and when i go back to school i'm definitely going to try my hardest my darndest to study abroad because that's just something yes. I think about. That's what we should have talked about for sure. Studying abroad, considering that neither one of us did it. But we want to. <laughs> when so we bad. wanted to, outside got closed. I was like, okay, I'm going to apply right after I graduate. And then outside was closed two months later. I was like, huh? Yeah. So um, that would pretty much sum up me being at UT. Like, obviously, like I said, it has it has amazing things and qualities. But like any any like anything in life, it has its downsides, and that's okay. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't change it because honestly, I got my girl here, Taylor, and I have Taylor, and we just go together and we make a fire conversation. <laughs> Thank no, y'all but so, seriously. so much for tuning in to our very first episode of a fire conversation. I'm gonna do that next time. A fire conversation. With Taylor and Taylor. Period. Bye, y'all. Bye. Y'all have a great day <laughs> or night or whatever it is. <laughs>